Greetings, everyone. Vernon Sheridan here, and I want to welcome you to the Traveling Pulpit. It's been a few weeks since I launched the series of messages on discipleship. And with each message that leads us into the season of passion or the season upon which Christ sacrificed his life for the world, I did so with the intent that you would gain an understanding of what it means to be a disciple rather than a follower of the world. And I did this for good reason. You see, the world and those of whom that are in it have all decided they that that they want to live not under the authority of Jesus, but under the name of God. And here's why. God's name is universal. It is easy to use and easy to say without feeling guilty for a life that is lived outside of God's purpose for life. The Bible itself is the basic instruction manual on how we ought to live our lives while we are in the world. Rather, there are people who choose not to. People are quick to say, I believe in God, because to them, God is a something, not someone, a something that can be boxed up and only brought out in times of fear or when they feel their life is in danger, such as the threat of coronavirus. There are people in the world who claim God, but do not example a lifestyle that reflects his presence or they purposely live a lifestyle that is counterfeit to knowing or having a relationship with the living God. Yes, the living God created everything. But it is Christ who has been given authority over all flesh. What do I mean? I mean, in Genesis chapter six, man's corruption increased on the earth and God's patience ran out. God said in Genesis six, my spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. God saw the wickedness of man, how great it was in the earth, and his every intention of the thought of his heart was only evil, day and night. All man thought about was how evil he could get and how evil he is. So God made mankind not to destroy it, but because of mankind's evil intent, his patience ran out on man. God was mad at mankind, but rather than destroy man, the Bible calls one man in that day and time of Genesis chapter six, one man named Noah, the Bible calls him a righteous man. Why does the Bible call Noah a righteous man and not the rest of the world? You mean to tell me that one man in the entire world itself at that time was righteous, but the Bible says that only one man in Genesis chapter six, only one man in that day and time named Noah was a righteous man. So what God did, God called Noah and told Noah to build an ark because God was going to destroy the earth by water. Now, the Bible says Noah was a righteous man. And it is because of Noah's righteousness that his family was spared from God's impending wrath. You see, Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, were, were just the same as those that were in the world. But 
what spared them was they shared DNA with their father Noah, whom God found righteousness in him. God allowed Noah's righteousness to spare his three sons, their wives, and Noah's wife as well, as well as every two animals on the earth. So God made the decision to destroy the world by water. He cleansed the world of its wickedness, of its unrighteousness. He he gave Shem, Ham, and Japheth a pass because of their father, whom God found the only person in the earth to be righteous. And that's how we are here today. Through the sons of Noah, who of that time were, were, were just as wicked, who were, were, were just as, 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 as uh, uh, God had become fed up with all mankind. And if it had not been for Noah, them too, the three sons of Noah would have been destroyed also in the flood. But God saw righteousness in Noah. So here we are today. From the righteousness, from the righteousness of Noah to the high priestly prayer of Jesus. If you will, John 17, the entire chapter 17 goes into specific detail of Jesus's high priestly prayer. Jesus is now without all 12 of his disciples because one has gone off to become his betrayer. And this is where we go into the message, the prayer of Jesus. Jesus has told his disciples that in the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus has also told his, told his disciples that he is going to prepare a place that where he goes, he will come and get us, his disciples, his followers, his believers. And he will take us to where he is because in his father's house, there are many mansions. So if these things were not so, he would not have said so. But it is because we are here now that Jesus is on, on, on borrowed time. Jesus spoke these words when he lifted up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom have you have given him and this eternal life that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent I have glorified you on earth have accomplished the work that you have gave me to do now father Glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. And in my Bible, I wrote, you may have some, uh, uh, you know, my translation reads a little different than your translation. But but I put little notes in the margin and I put let there be light because Jesus appeared when God said, let there be light. And the light appeared. He was with God in the beginning. Because he he is 
the physical presence of God when he was on the earth. Jesus goes on to say down in uh, 17 chapter uh, verse, chapter 17, verse nine, I'm sorry. He says, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but those whom you have given me for they are yours. All mine are yours. And I am glorified in them. And so I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world and I am coming to you. Remember, Jesus spoke this prayer in three parts, past, present and future. At that time, the past was his present. But because we have the scriptures now, we can look back and see that in that in that day and time, that past that has already uh, uh, passed passed by, we can see that Jesus was speaking about us even then. It goes over. It goes over to to verse twenty, John seventeen, where he's talking about us now. He says, I do not ask for these things, for these only, but for also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Jesus at that time was praying for us. He was praying for this generation. He was praying for, for, for this time. I told you it's, it, he does this prayer in three ways. He glorifies himself. He recognizes himself through his father. He prays for, for his disciples. He prays for his 11. And then he prays for us. Those who believe because of the, the 11 because of their word, because of Paul, because of John, because of, of Matthew. He says that, that because of them, we may believe through their word. We are disciples because the word has been given to us and we believe so that we have given our lives just as these 11 men have given their lives to follow Christ. That is what it means to be a disciple. It means to follow Christ. And remember, Christ is speaking from the standpoint of a disciple himself. Remember, he came to this world under the authority of his father. And we operate under the authority of Jesus which means Jesus himself had to become a disciple to come to this world to teach us how to become disciples. That is why we are disciples, because he first himself became one to teach us how to be one. Jesus is letting us know he is coming again. This coronavirus so many people have thought that that buying up everything is a way of saving their lives, a way of 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 being able to to have enough. Well, let me tell you something that virus is going after everyone and anyone. And I'll tell you, I will tell you this. 
I will tell you this. Moses was told by God to put the lamb's blood on the doorposts and the lintel. So when the, so when the death angel comes by and sees the blood on the lintel and the doorpost, he will pass over that house. And I wonder how many people, how many people have the blood on their doorpost and on their lintel that the death angel will pass them by. I just wonder. This is a nasty disease, this coronavirus. We have faced many, many before. The flu, uh, 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 hepatitis, uh, uh, tuberculosis. But this one, this one right here seems to be the one that is taking people away. And if it, and, and, and there has to be some type of condition that you are in. If this is your time. I don't know. Only God knows. But these messages have been have been presented to you as a preparation to meet Jesus in face to face. To be to be able to stand before him and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. If it's my time, it is just my time. And if it's your time, it's your time. But I'll tell you this. If it is my time, I'm going for Christ. I'm going with Christ. Because just as Christ told Martha at the tomb of Lazarus, he says, I am the life, the resurrection and the life. Anyone that is in me will not die, but will live. And he asked Martha, do you believe this? You know, we are going through this together. Every one of us, we are feeling the, 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 the strain of, of, the, of a, new, a new normal. It's strange to us all, but this is what we're under right now. We all have to be under quarantine. We're all trying to figure out ways of how to be together in such a, in such a time like these. But I thank God for the, the, the communication that we have now, we, we have set up on the earth a way that everyone can be in, in, in contact at all times. And it's called the Internet. It's called smartphones. It's called apps where, where apps can go from phone to phone, where video chat is in real time, where I can see uh, my, my brother or my sister in real time from their home. In fact, my church has gotten together on on Wednesdays. We we have done a, a, a live telecast with one another just so we can see each other, just so we can be together. These are the times that we're in. And we're all in these times together. Don't think just because you're a disciple, I'm a disciple, that we're something special in this world because we are still a part of the world. And God has no respect of person. But as disciples, we have chosen to follow Jesus Christ, just as it was told to the disciples in Matthew 17 and verse five, when the when uh, Jesus took up onto the mountain, James, John and Peter, they call it the mountain of transfiguration and and they heard God's voice speak from the heavens and he said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. 
And Jesus made it known that they were not to speak of these things until after Jesus was resurrected. Well, that's where we are right now. Jesus is still God's beloved son, and we are still there uh, uh, to listen to him and to follow him because we have chosen to give our lives to him. And when that happens, there are some people who are quick to say who they are, but not allow their lives to reflect what they say they are. They would much rather say it than actually live it. Because in this world, saying something means more than actually living it or showing it. But I'm going to tell you this before I close. Corinthians, the second Corinthians in the fifth chapter of the book, the 16th verse to the 19th verse are these words. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting us the message of reconciliation. You see, when you come to Christ, you no longer are the person that you once was in the world because Christ changes you because of his reconciliation to the world. When he came to this world and sacrificed his body on that cross, he did it for you. He did it with the intent that you will want to get to know him and have relationship with him and have your life changed by him. This is why he did what he did. He didn't do these things so we can live how we want to live and act how we want to act and treat people how we want to treat people because our nature is sinful. Outside of God, I am a sinner. I am a self-centered sinner. But with God, I am his servant. I am, I am, I am his disciple. He does with me what he will. He has changed my life and I want him to change your life. So I ask you that you share this message with your neighbor. Just as Christ prayed for me, pray for your neighbor. Just as Christ knew to pray for me, know to pray for someone that is in your circle or someone outside of your circle. We are all in this together, people, one to another, brother to sister. We are all in this together. We are all feeling the pain of, 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 of what we are up against right now, this coronavirus. But I'm going to tell you this. The blood of Jesus Christ is stronger than anything that, that this world can produce and put up against us. And if you believe what I'm saying, just get on your knees and ask God to, to reveal this to you, reveal this truth to you. The Bible reminds us to try the spirit by the spirit. So if I'm saying anything wrong, Wrong, call me out on it. But if I'm saying something right about it, then I challenge you to ask God to come into your heart and to come into your life and change you as he was reconciling his son through the world, through him, that he would do the same for you. That is my challenge for you today to pray for someone and to ask God to come into your life. Well, that's my time on today. The message of the prayer of Jesus is, is done. And on next week, we go into the trial, the trial of Jesus. I'll say this before I go, you know, 
it isn't easy to to do these messages but somehow or another Christ empowers me to do this simply because before I came to Christ I could do this message with no problem because it was for me and my sin was standing in the way of God changing me so I could stand and present the word of God to 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 anyone and everyone all day long but something happened to me when Christ took over my life and I allowed him to take over my life there became a great fear inside of me where I only want to please him I don't want to please myself I don't want to please the world I want to please him and I'm asking that you pray for that opportunity also because your true growth comes when you submit to the will of God when you submit to the authority of Jesus Christ it is only by him. Jesus said, no one comes to the father, but by me. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you might as well forget it because you're not getting to the father. Brothers and sisters, that's my time. I just want to thank you for allowing me to just come and, and deliver this message to you. Uh, there are a lot of things going on right now, but I pray in the days ahead and in the weeks ahead, weeks ahead that we will all seek to be in relationship with Christ. We will all reach out to someone for someone is in need of help. And that's why I'm asking you. I have turned on the the um, the donations button on this podcast. If you feel if God is leading you to donate, leave a donation. The, the money goes towards helping those who are in need. We are all in this together. As I said, I met a young lady, my, my youngest daughter, and I met a young lady who is the only source of income for her family. She can be no, no, no older than, than, than my son, 18, 19 years old, and she is the only source of income for her family. So I'm not asking for myself. I'm not asking this for personal gain. I'm asking this so the money can be used to help someone else. Won't you consider that? Won't you prayerfully consider that? And if so, leave a monetary donation on this podcast. If not, enjoy the message. Pass this message around to your family and friends, to, to your neighbors, and also pray for one another, just as Christ prayed for you. Amen. I'm Vernon Sheridan. This is the Traveling Pulpit. You can reach me online, Facebook, Instagram. Um, my email address is Vernon. Uh, no, is the traveling pulpit at gmail.com. Sorry about that. It is the traveling pulpit at gmail.com. I love you. I look forward to doing this with you on next week when we talk about the trial of Christ and, and we just, uh, we'll be moving forward unto the, uh, the passion message, passion message. God bless you. Uh, traveling pulpit family. I love you. And thank you for your support. It has been a pleasure to serve you in this way. Be blessed.